Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Welcome back. This is the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. And today I have with me Nicole Cole, the founder of Cool Audrey, and she is going to be really breaking down for us. And especially in this, this moment that we're in right now, how we can incorporate mindfulness, kindness, stillness into our workday to really evolve, right? The way that we approach our everyday life and to make it more manageable, less stressful, and to really elevate our thinking and our everyday life experience. So welcome to the show, Cole. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So why don't we start off with talking about, obviously there's a big why behind you even getting into this work and building a company around it. So why don't we start with a little bit of what that journey has been like for you and how you got to doing this. And then we can talk a little bit about some strategies and some tips that can be helpful for people, especially in this moment that we're in right now. Sure. So thank you. So yeah, I spent a lot of years in corporate America, um, you know, in sales roles and strategy roles. And what I noticed across the board, no matter how great the company was that I was working with, there's just this massive absence of kindness in the workplace. And by that, I don't mean sort of like the, um, you know, pay it forward kind of kindness or the, you know, sort of Pollyanna kind of kindness. I'm talking about doing no harm. And so um, I noticed across the board that not only was there this absence of kindness, but people were moving really too fast. And in moving too fast, they sort of switched to autopilot mode, and then they weren't showing up as the best versions of themselves. And so I realized a few years ago that, hey, if we can just slow everybody down, and give them a chance to sort of center and unfold. They can become these people that we're really wired to be. And then when that happens, all of this great stuff happens, like trust, you know, is developed and people start to talk with one another and ideate and, you know, it's just the best of everything comes together. So I realized this massive opportunity and I left, I left my, my old career to start this one to help more people. No, that's great. That's awesome. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I, one of the things I'm most excited about in terms of what's happening right now is I, I think that over the next five years, the entire educational system is going to be revamped. And I think that uh, a massive disruption is due and has been overdue for many, many years. And I know that in other countries outside of the U.S., schools have begun to teach mindfulness, to teach meditation during the school day, to incorporate stillness into the way that they're culturally developing, you know, children's perception of the world. And I'm so excited about that. And I hope that that will come to the U.S. I hope that our kids get a, a chance to experience some of that. But obviously that didn't happen for us, right? So it's really up to us to take responsibility for the right to evolve our thinking and our perception of what productivity looks like. And I think the old school mentality around productivity was, you know, do more, move as fast as you can, you know, grind out as much as you possibly can. And now, and especially as entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, we're, we're learning and seeing that being optimal at what you are doing really does matter, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, because you can have one person that's that's pumping out 10 times more, but the effectiveness and the impact isn't there, right? So that intentionality is really important. So when you now are working with people in your new company, why don't you talk a little bit, first give a little bit of an overview of like how do you work with companies now and what does that look like? And then let's talk a little bit about just the simple things that people can get started doing now to begin to pull these things into their everyday. Sure, yeah. So I, I have a process now where I vet companies because I don't want to work with everyone. I want to change the entire landscape of business because there's such a huge opportunity and it is a cultural thing. You were mentioning education. You know, here in our country, we, we view human beings in a very different way than I think in other parts of the world. Um, we have become commodities to a large extent and, you know, we treat, we treat each other with that regard. So in schools, in, in, boardrooms all over the place. So I am, I, I want to make it very clear, I'm on a mission to change that whole landscape. Um, but that said, I am fully aware that I will, not every company is going to be a good fit for me. And here's what I mean by that. Um, there has to be a certain mindset within these organizations that they don't just want to check a box, that they don't just want to run a program, that they actually want to transform. So that word is about profound change. It's like a metamorphosis, right? Like a chrysalis to a butterfly. So, so I start now with the process of saying, okay, who are the companies that are really ready to work with me and why are they ready? And do they have leadership that is not just saying, oh, this is a great thing to do and it'll be a great press headline, but that they actually care about getting the little things right? And those little things start with people. Every single good and, and right thing in business starts with people because people do business. Yeah. So that's the first step is let me figure out if we're going to be a good fit for one another, right? I see the world a little bit differently and um, in the kindest way possible, I'm going to go in and, and help people understand what their opportunities are, but not everybody's ready, to, ready for those messages. So that's where we start. Um, if they if they wind up being good candidates, then you know there are a couple of there are three different services actually that I, I offer people. Um, one is speaking, so I can do events, and my events are very different. I think slide decks are boring. Most audiences think the same, so I'm all about creating an experience because the uh, body will not forget what the what the mind has learned, right? So. If we can get people into that space, that centered space, and create that collective consciousness, even for 20 minutes, yeah. there's something very visceral that happens. There's a little, almost like a little flip that's triggered, and that can initiate change. So events are, are one aspect, and that's a lot of fun for me. Um, the second, the second area is teams. You know, if you have a team that is not functioning and a, a very fantastic way together. You know, maybe there's, maybe it's a new team. Maybe there are people that are just coming together. Maybe it's a team of, of people who are just kind of stuck. I can go in and do, um, you know, deliver services for, for those teams based on role type or based on topic. So what do they need to work on and why does it matter for the company? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is I go in and actually work with the leadership on things like top line strategy and helping them set up their own mindfulness organizations inside of their walls. Yeah. I think that, you know, people, people in similar fields, you know, want to get in there and stick around for a long, long while. I love the people that I work with, but if I'm doing my job, I don't need to stick around for very long. Yeah. So that's kind of an overview of what I offer. And then the way we go about it is very simply, we, I use mindfulness as a foundation for everything that I do. 
I don't call it meditation because there is a connotation in our culture about what meditation is. Mm -hmm. And depending on the experience people have had, it can sort of not, not work out to be such a positive thing for them. So I use the uh, words like guided stillness. I use mindfulness, which is simply absolute awareness of what's going on in every single moment. So we begin there because that's where all of the good stuff comes. Mindfulness is the gateway for, for all of the things that we want. It is the gateway for kindness. It is the gateway for you know, self-awareness. It is the gateway for empathy, for all of the things. You know, it, those things, by the way, are called emotional intelligence. So it's the gateway for all of that stuff. So that's where we start, by, by getting still and by clearing some space. Yeah. That's great. So, and, and when you're working with a company or an individual and you want to start off with just building that initial foundation of like, Hey, here's some things that you can begin to have awareness of in your everyday that you could do right off the bat that can allow you to start moving the needle. You know, what are some of those things that you perpetually have people begin with as a starting point. So it's, it's language and thoughts. So those are the first two things. So, you know, what, whatever's in our mind is going to manifest through our words and then ultimately bleed over into our actions, right? So we start right there with just the awareness of what's going on in your mind. So let's say that, you know, I have executives that are getting ready to get into a negotiation. And, you know, negotiations can be tenuous, right? You were in business for a long time doing that stuff. So it, it can be really rough. So one simple way that we start is just by pausing. Before you speak, before you react, you know, just pause and notice what's going on up here before it comes out of here, right? Yeah. So that's the very first step. Um, there's a really cool way that people can do that. You know, when we get upset, when we get stressed out, when we become frustrated, we feel disrespected, unheard, you know, whatever, the whole list of things. Um, there's, a very, there's a very physical reaction that begins to happen. And if I can help people associate within their bodies what that physical reaction is, then they can pause when they begin to notice that. That's the first step, right? That's the first step to awareness and to self-regulation. So that's where we begin. Yeah, definitely. And so what are some things that you feel are um, maybe like small little awareness exercises or mm -hmm. things that you know, people can start doing in their everyday to reduce their stress or to really refocus on the intentionality of what they're doing, yep. right? Yes, you have to get still. We have to become still. And you made the comment earlier that we're a culture of doing and the more we do, the, the better we are, right? But that's not true at all. Um, people can stay in motion 24 hours a day and really not contribute very much. So it's a matter of getting still and that, that is the hardest thing in the world for people to do. Because here's what's happened in, in this whole crazy time of COVID, right? Um, and this shows up at work, it shows up in life, it shows up everywhere. What's happened, at least in my mind, as I've studied the neuroscience behind it, is that you know, we were in motion for so long and sort of here in the phone world and you know, in the screen world in these little bubbles, right? That to a large extent, I believe that we became numb to what was going on around us. I mean, if you can watch the news and you can see people getting killed and you have no reaction there, that's a problem. So I think that we became very numb and then all of a sudden we had this very jarring event that happened. And now we were forced to feel something because now we have to be more still than we were before. We're not hopping on trains and planes and rushing to meetings and taking kids to soccer and whatever, right? So 
to me in some ways it's like walking around without the skin on the outside of the body we're very raw and all those feelings are coming rushing they're rushing in and so to sit still can be really, really tough, but that's where we have to start. So a very simple way to do it, I, I don't want people to start with a 15 or 20 minute practice every day. I want them to start with six focused breaths every hour, six breaths. So it can be at the top of the hour, it can be any part of the hour that you choose. And the coolest part is you're already breathing. <laughs> so it's not like an extra thing, right? It's just something that I'm asking you to pay attention to. And there's a way to do it. So breathing in and out of your nose, to a count of four or six, you know, whatever you can handle, four to six up, four to six down, six times, eyes closed, feet on the floor. I like to have the hands in the lap because those are points of connection, physical connection that help ground us. So that's where I ask people to start. So just begin to work that into your day. And the more you do it, what we're actually doing is we're opening up neural pathways in the brain that have been maybe Maybe they're under construction. Maybe they're roads that have never been opened before, right? So we're actually creating this, this response. We're teaching the body what it feels like to be still. Yeah. We're, we're gradually teaching the mind what it feels like to be aware. We're activating the third circuit in our brain, which is all around focus. Yeah. And so again, we're wired for this. We've gotten out of practice. So it's just getting us back to our true state by, by creating a little stillness and tiny little drips throughout the day. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Okay, so guys, she's making it really simple for us here. We're starting yes. with breaths yeah. at the top of the hour. We have to breathe anyway, so we're we're keeping it simple here. Um, but I love I love everything that you're saying because it's we have to remember that you know, uh, especially as entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, you know, we're fueled by creativity. But when you are constantly doing, it's constantly noise, you're constantly in conversation, you're constantly distracted, there's no space, there's no energetic ability to create because you're so focused on just doing and, and, and participating in the thing right in front of you. And so I feel like you, part of the reason why we either work for an entrepreneurial company or become an entrepreneur is so that we can create it's so that we can innovate it so that we can think and use our brains but we have to put ourselves in a state of mind and in a place to be able to energetically do that right oh absolutely every single day i start off my morning with so i i have a very strong practice i've been um, practicing mindfulness for 26 years i had a yoga teacher 26 years ago my first class she was she was just such a gift in my life she said yoga is great but mindfulness will change your your whole life wow. and so i began researching it then and saying oh what is this what is this cool thing you know what is this magic she's talking about and, and it's true. So every morning, um, e even when I was flying a bunch and getting up at, you know, the wee hours, yeah. I, I would get up and spend 15 to 20 minutes sitting. I call it mindful sitting meditation, you know, and for me, um, it's all about connecting with my heart space. It's connecting with my soul, which is a word we don't use a lot in business. And we absolutely should, because that's what these bodies are carrying around in the first place. So I would just, I, I sit with the intention of connecting with the truest part of myself. And sometimes, just like everybody else, I have noise running around up here that I have to, you know, I have to look at it and say, what's happening? Um, most of the time after I sit, I'll write down a couple of things that bubbled up for me so that I can be, that creates heightened awareness, right? But in every case, when I'm stuck, you know, I do a lot of writing. 
Um, and you're right. When you're building your own company, oh my gosh, it's all on you and you've got to go, go, go and do, do, do all the time. Right. So for me, it never fails that when I can find those, that, that still point, that still point where I can connect with the truest part of myself, it's like the floodgates just open right up. And if I forget, you know, if I have a day where I maybe sit for five minutes and it's, it's not often, but it happens once in a while, there's a measurable difference in my mindset and in the way that I'm able to contribute to this world. For sure. I mean, I see that a hundred percent. And I think it's such a good reminder because I think just with the virtual world, it's just so easy to just plunge into your day, like head first and not even give yourself the space energetically to like get your head where you actually like want to be. Right. And I, I think that morning practice is, is such a good thing to bring people back to. Um, you know, I think people are facing an unprecedented level of stress right now. And sure. You know, and I think that learning ways to manage, reduce, and cope with that stress is critical right now. Mm -hmm. So is there anything, I mean, I think all of these things that you're talking about already will yep. help because I think the ability to slow down, to get still, to focus on the breath, to uh, come up with creative solutions, all of those things do reduce stress. But are there any other things that you specifically help individuals or companies to implement around stress management or stress reduction that are simple things that you can share with the listeners today. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things, again, it starts with stillness, but that's really, that can be really hard for people who have anxiety, you know, yeah. suffer from anxiety or depression, or it just feels like the tsunami wave is crashing on their head. Um, the truth of the matter is, Kelly, I think we've been stressed for a really, really, really long time. I think this is just, punctuated, punctuated all of that. And again, because we've been able to slow down, we're more aware. We're more aware, right? Because we're, we're, our sanctuaries have become our everything. And so here we are with all the stuff and there's nowhere to go. And so um, I, I could talk, that's a whole different topic that I could talk about till the cows come home. But I think, so here, here are a couple of other things. Um, we are a culture of labels. And, you know, so to say, uh, I, I am anxious, I am depressed, I am, I am stressed, I am this. There's a very small change in our language that we can make, our self-reference that we can make, that actually helps to, helps to flip the mindset and therefore flip the experience. And so instead of saying, I am anxious, you know, I, you're labeling yourself as anxiety, you can say, I'm feeling anxious in this moment. And feeling anxious in that moment is something that's temporary, right? It's something that will go away, but, and it also creates awareness. Now, in that moment where you are feeling anxious, you have a choice. You can continue to spin or you can slow down mm -hmm. and you can breathe in and out of your nose slowly. I, I always suggest eyes closed because it kind of takes you deep into the inside place, right? But close your eyes. And even when it's tough, that breathing will help to reduce the level of that. What's happening is our fight or flight response is triggered. And forever, it's been on high alert. And we've not given it a chance to sort of, to sort of calm itself, right? So when it's on high alert for a long time, we begin to have these, this ongoing, these ongoing episodes of anxiety and panic and depression and can't sleep and all of these things that are happening, right? So it's a very physical thing that we can control. So... 
unless you're clinical. And if you're clinical, then you need the help of, of a therapist or someone you know, who can see you differently. But for most of us, I think it's a case of being willing to make that choice in that moment to firstly say, I am, I am feeling anxious right now, or today I'm feeling a little sad. Yep. Today I'm feeling a little disconnected. In this moment, I feel a little overwhelmed. Okay, well, that's manageable. You can do something about yeah. that. And then yeah. let's slow down and let's breathe. Um, so those are two very, very easy things that people can do. And it's a great habit to start cultivating. Again, journaling is very powerful. You know, there's something that happens. Our brain maps a specific way when we put pen to paper or we read on paper. It's very different on a screen. So to the extent that people are able, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You could just have a legal pad beside you with a pen. Just jot down in that moment where you feel anxious, you feel overwhelmed, you feel frustrated, whatever, write down a couple of words, not a dissertation, just a couple of quick things because the energy has to come out somehow, yeah. right? So those are outside of the obvious things like exercising and eating well and sleeping. Sometimes those well, we things are obvious things, but, but I, I always like to keep coming back to it. And I speak about those things constantly because they should be obvious, but we, in our culture, deprioritize the most important things and prioritize the least. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just for anybody listening today that needs a little reminder, get some sleep, pull the exercise back up in the routine, hydrate, right? Take some time to, to be still and be quiet. Yeah. That's also really, really hard if somebody is feeling anxious or they are suffering from this sort of ongoing elevated stress, which will lead to burnout, which is a clinical thing, right? So it's really hard just to say, we'll get more sleep because some people say I'm exhausted and I can't sleep. I wake up at three or four in the morning. Yes. So if you're one of those people and you wake up at three or four in the morning, find a place to sit Yes. on the floor, hands in your lap, breathe in and out of your nose until you begin to feel some relief and then go back to bed, get back in the bed. Right. So, that. yeah. So I, I bet there's a lot of studies on this and I, I'm, I'm wondering how much, I'm sure you've done a ton of research on this, but um, what are some of the effects on the body when you bring a regular like breathing practice into <laughs> your daily life? I mean, I have to think that is like life changing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally life changing. And I, and, and, and I want to be clear that it can't just be breathing six breaths every hour. It's got to gradually build up to something more. Um, but that's the little gateway to get started. So the research for people who have a, a heavy mindfulness practice, um, I'm going to use the word meditation here because that's what it's called in the research. A deep breathing practice that's focused, that is, um, it's a commitment for them. It is a regularity for them. So we're talking like, you know, 20, 30 minutes every day. What they've shown is that the brain waves function differently. Um, and then, so body, body and mind are connected, right? But the brain waves begin to function differently. Yeah. Blood pressure becomes lower. Heart rate becomes lower. Um, a lot of times people, like the, the things that we're suffering from as a society, hypertension, obesity, diabetes, like all of the, you know, all of the, the heart attacks, all of these things that people are suffering with migraine headaches, yeah. a lot of those things begin to resolve themselves when we can get the body calm. So the nervous system has two sides. We have the sympathetic side, which is where our fight or flight responses are triggered. Adrenaline and cortisol flow from that place. We need that if we're like in an accident and a car has fallen on top of us, right? <clears throat> There's the other side, 
the parasympathetic side, the peaceful side, um, that that's the one we want to have in charge most of the time. Yes. And so through breathing, through having a steady, regular, committed breathing practice, whether you call it mindfulness or meditation or whatever you call it, right. um, focused breathing that's counted, that is intentional, you begin to trigger that parasympathetic side and, and then all the good stuff literally starts flowing through your body. And all of the, a lot of the physical things that we suffer from begin to minimize. And there's still a ton of research being done. I mean, there was research done forever on depression and unhappiness and stress and anxiety. And the neuroscientists over just the last few years really have begun to realize, well, there's this whole other paradigm that we're not paying attention to. Yeah. So it's continuing to evolve, but hypertension, our blood pressure, um, heart rate, those are a couple of the things. Digestion is impacted by the nervous system as well. So those are yeah. few. Yeah, it's so interesting because I think um, so many of the physical ailments that people suffer from are related to their mental state. And, you know, I, I think it's just, it's something that the world is not going to lead us to. We have to lead ourselves. You know, and, and, you know, connect with people like you, obviously. Um, but, but it's really, really good work that you're doing. It's so, so important. It can save so many lives. Right. Um, so definitely want to encourage people to, to get in touch with you, to follow along. I mean, so much greatness that you shared here today. So first of all, what is the best place for people to get in touch with you and to connect and follow along with the work that you're doing? So they can follow me on LinkedIn and it's just Cole Baker Bagwell on LinkedIn. I, I put a lot of my stuff out there. Um, they can come to my website, which cool Audrey's getting a facelift. So she is, she is almost, she's, it's almost complete. The bandages are almost off and uh, we will have the new website launched by the end of week this week. So that's um, what is that? Today's the ninth, September 11th by September 11th going to be a good day here in cool Audrey land, right? We're going to have that. Uh, that's awesome. That's, that's a big project. It's always a big project, the, the, whether it's a facelift, a redo of the yep. website, whatever it is. That's awesome. Um, really great stuff. Thank you so much. Is there anything else specific that you want to either share with the audience or invite them to take action on before we wrap up here today? Yeah. I, I, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, kind of sounds like one of those really trite things but it is the gateway to so much magic in our world. And, and I was asked the question one time in an interview that I did, um, he said, the fellow that was interviewing, he said, if you had one dream, what would it be? And I would want to get all of the leaders of every company, you know, all the CEOs of these big companies together and the people who are leading our different parts, you know, different nations of the world together bring them to one table and have them realize, like unplug everybody and say, you know, think about this one thing. If you went forward with every single decision that you made from a place of doing no harm, of being kind, that's what kindness means to me, doing yeah. no harm. Yeah. Of doing no harm, imagine the impact that you could have on this world. So as people are struggling right now and you think that there's not anything that you can do and you feel really uptight, if you feel uptight, Make a choice to sit and breathe, as I've described. Um, if you feel helpless because there's a lot going on and, and there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things and it sometimes can feel overwhelming, in every single interaction that you have, just make a commitment to do no harm. Yeah. To be tired, right? And then that ripple will, will sort of expand and will end up with a collective consciousness that's quite different in our country. That's my hope. 
I love it. So powerful. And, and the ripple, the ripple effect is, is unbelievable of what one person's decision to just to make kindness a focus in their everyday life. So I love that you're sharing that message thank and you. thank you for all the great work that you're doing thank and everything that you shared here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great to be with you. Loved having you on. All right, guys, definitely make sure you connect and uh, follow along with everything Cole is doing. You can connect with her on LinkedIn. And Cole Audrey is almost ready to do the big reveal of the new site. Thanks so much for joining me today, Cole. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Clients are bombarding us, asking us about products we recommend and what companies that we absolutely love. And while we are building out a custom app, we have all of our housing and training modules in Kajabi and we absolutely love it. If you're looking for a simple way to store your membership training, your courses, your programs, this is your one-stop solution. You can use it as an email service provider, landing pages, and basically anything else you could possibly need to build your business online. If you're interested in giving it a try, you can grab a free trial by visiting unstoppableentrepreneur.com forward slash Kajabi.